have uh, been speaking on gifts of the Spirit along and along, having in several Wednesday nights. Nonetheless, this is part nine on a series called God's Power Through Spiritual Gifts, and I've been talking about all nine gifts of the Spirit. These are the last three tonight, so I want to make a very quick summary of the utterance gifts. Before I do that, I just want to read what I've read every time I've had this teaching on spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are differences or diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are different diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. So uh, Jesus is over ministry offices. Uh, It says he's the same Lord, verse 5, verse 6. There are different activities, but God is over all in all. There are different gifts of the Spirit. But it's God who works all of the gifts in all of the places that people are in the body of Christ. Verse 7 says, But the manifestation, the outshining of the Spirit is given to each one. For the profit of all, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but one of the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he will so uh, over the course of time on teaching on this uh, we have looked at the classification of spiritual gifts there are uh, there are three categories of spiritual gifts and there are three gifts in each of those three categories and we've covered those all in fair detail, the revelation gifts, the gifts that reveal something, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. We don't have time to say anything about them because of a a time factor tonight. It's all online. Power gifts, the second classification, those are the gifts that do something, the gift of faith, the working of miracles, gifts of healings. And then tonight we're going to talk about the utterance gifts, the gifts that say something, which is the gift of prophecy, uh, the gift of Different, or the King James Version says divers. We never use that term. Different kinds of tongues. And then the interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts are supernatural. There's nothing natural about them. They all are, are, are from the Holy Spirit, motivated by the Holy Spirit. You know, I was thinking just before I came up to speak as a young man, uh, you know, there's something in the human heart that craves the supernatural. Did you know that? Yes or no? Okay, we won't have to be so quiet tonight. There's, there's something in humanity that craves, we crave something beyond us. And how many know God is beyond us? So as a teenager, you know, even before I knew the Lord, I would read paranormal books that I found in bookstores or in the library at my school. And, you know, there's lots of uh, all kinds of things that people read today. But really, really the deeper thing in the human heart is to know God and to be known by Him. And I have found... Uh, knowing Jesus and then being baptized with the Holy Spirit and then becoming acquainted with the, the power of the Holy Spirit through gifts of the Spirit, uh, it's, uh, it's rocked my world. And um, I, it's, uh, it's something that has motivated me to want Him uh, so that He can speak to me and I can be a blessing to other people. So I want to encourage you. There is, a, there is an element of the supernatural that should be in every life. I'm talking about the supernatural power of God. Yes or no? Now, you know, you've got the devil and demons and all that stuff that is being stirred up in our day. There's lots of uh, occultism, and I spoke about that the first of uh, 
Well, where, where, when did I do that? A few weeks ago, nonetheless. Uh, the cultism is being stirred up in America like never before because the light of the gospel is being tried to be moved aside. But, but people like us that know Jesus, that are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants to use us to minister life and like Martha said, light. Yes or no? So gifts of the Spirit have something to do that with that. Uh, God gave me uh, my message for January uh, 1st. Today I was right over here kneeling down and in about, yes, Jeez, two, two minutes time. I, I saw what I was going to say, but now it's just going to take hours for me to write it down. <laughs> it's just so much. Um, but, but, but next year, next year is going to be filled with two things, and you're going to make a choice. You're going you're to either follow darkness or open up a crack in life for the darkness to invade. And, and once the darkness comes in, it cuts the light off. Or, 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 or you're going you're to gravitate, like Martha said, toward light towards Jesus, towards the Word. The more you gravitate towards the Word, the more you tend to spend time with God, the more His power. I'm trying to keep this from happening, but I can't. My for it is in the quiet place it is in the alone moments that I will speak to my people in this hour the hour of pressure the hour of test the hour of tumult the hour of darkness and I will light a blaze inside of you that nothing can stop that nothing can dull and that blaze inside of you will grow into a bright light and that light will quench the darkness in the lives of the people around you. Take time to spend time with me for time in my presence will turn on the power that I've placed within you and you will see great exploits done in my name. Isn't that good? Woo-wee. The church of Jesus is uh, coming into a dividing place. So for those that are watching online or you're in here and you're like me, I was Southern Baptist all my life. If somebody had done what I just did at church, all the church would have walked out the door because they didn't know what it was and, and we didn't believe in praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. That was a manifestation and I tried not to, get, I didn't want to do that. But it kept coming on me. Uh, but that was a manifestation of different kinds of tongues and interpretation. That happens in my personal private prayer time. Not all the time, but sometimes. And see, God speaks to you. And next year, next year, you, you want to hone in to the Lord. Um, uh, it, part of it may be out of desperation because the pressure is so strong. But the other part, if you just love on Him, He'll love right back. How many hear me? And, and God wants to stir up this power. So let's talk a little bit about the utterance gifts. Um, prophecy is the most important of the three gifts of utterance. It, it, takes, it takes the other two, uh, different kinds of tongues that you just heard, and, and the interpretation of tongues to equal prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5 says this, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless he indeed interprets that the church may receive edification. By definition, the word prophecy 
is really just a supernatural utterance. That is, it's beyond the natural. It doesn't come from the mind of man. It comes from the spirit out through the vocal organs. Um, It's a supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Different kinds of tongues is a supernatural utterance in an unknown tongue. So, again, when you pray in the Spirit, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let me say, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, you ought to be. I just got two people baptized with the Holy Ghost in my office yesterday. So you can receive this anytime after service. You're not filled with the Spirit. Come get baptized with the Holy Spirit. Walk in the light of your experience. One thing, and I mentioned this to some people I was ministering to yesterday. I'm so glad that just before I was 18, God grabbed a hold of me. And I, got, I got, came back to Jesus, got baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then I've walked in the light of the baptism with the Holy Spirit all my life. Now, a lot of believers today, they're baptized with the Holy Spirit, but, they, but they've done what Jesus talked about the guy in the parable did. They've dug a hole in the ground and stuck it in the ground and done nothing with it. It's time to pull that gift out. How many hear me? It's time to, it's time to be a Spirit-filled believer. Every believer's Spirit indwelt, because if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. But it's one thing to be indwelt by the Spirit. It's another thing to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. And friends, you need both. You need the Holy Ghost and you need the power that He brings with Him. How many hear me? And so it's time to stir it up. So I encourage you, stir it up. Um, the Hebrew word, I like the Hebrew word for prophecy um, it, because it bespeaks how it works. Uh, the Hebrew means to flow forth, to bubble forth like a fountain. That, that has some reality to it, uh, to let drop, to lift up, uh, to tumble forth, to spring forth. The idea is something that's somewhat effervescent that, that happens on the inside of you. When the spirit of prophecy uh, comes on a spirit-filled believer, and these, these gifts are for people who are baptized with the Holy Spirit, it, it bubbles up in you just like that, to spring forth, to bubble forth. It starts on the inside. It feels... If you went by feelings, it'd feel like somebody's blowing a balloon up inside you. And with that balloon, there's, there's a presence. There's, there's, there, it's, it's the anointing of, of him, of Jesus. And it, and, it, and, and it comes, and it comes with words. Sometimes it's a phrase. Uh, sometimes it's a sentence. Sometimes it's, it's uh, just the gist of, of something that God wants to say. And, but it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like an overall picture of something, but then he wants you to put it into words and see if you'll yield to that. That anointing will minister to everybody, yes or no? So you have to answer the question. When that just happened as I started speaking tonight, and I tried not to, and then there come the different kinds of tongues, and then on the heels of that interpretation of tongues. You have to answer the question as yourself. Did that lift the atmosphere in this room? Did that lift you up spiritually? Did that edify, exhort, and comfort you spiritually? Yes or no? You got to determine. So, so 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Again, my encouragement, uh, and I, you hear me talk about this a lot if you're in our prayer meetings particularly, do a lot of praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit seems to be the doorway. Many of the men of God that I've read after of yesteryear, uh, Kenneth Hagin's school I went to in 1980, he would say it a lot. Lester Summerall, I've heard him say it. Smith Wigglesworth, he, I've heard him say it. And several other men of God of yesteryear who lived in the early 20th century said, it seems as though the doorway into the operation of spiritual gifts in your life comes with not only the baptism with the Holy Spirit, but then 
practicing and, and, and in your personal life, praying in the Spirit, just taking some time. So I can say since uh, September 12th, 1976, I've taken time every day to pray in the Spirit. Generally, and I've been doing this for decades now, generally I like to take at least an hour. Now that's a commitment I made. There's nothing in the Bible that says you have to pray for an hour in the Spirit. Nothing in the Bible says that, but that's a personal commitment I made because I know, I know the benefit it's made in my own life. In fact, I've got a book I've almost finished called The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, um, and I'm talking about the benefits of praying in tongues the very last chapter or so here, and I'm, I'm about to finish it up. Um, it's been on the shelf for a while because I've been so busy, but I picked it back up. But I'm just saying my life has been transformed by praying in the Spirit, and uh, I can't encourage you enough. If you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit. You, God will do not dynamic things in you. There is not, listen, there is not, there is not a week that goes by that because I've prayed in the Spirit, I have things happen that should not have happened. I have conversations that should not have been been had. I have met people, talked to people that I should not have talked to, and I got it in my prayer life. And when you have those kind of things happen, there's several things to you. Number one, it it lets you know that, that God is absolutely real and completely involved with life. How many hear me? And, and it just, it keeps you in sync with heaven in an amazing way. And, and if you ever try to get off the path, if you ha- ever have things that come into your life that challenge you and try to sway you another direction other than God's way in whatever area of life, praying in the Spirit, I tell you, there's something about the Holy Spirit. It's something about the Holy Spirit being activated in you by praying in the Spirit that will just put you where you need to be. And one of the things is... Uh, the gifts of the Spirit, whatever gifts of the Spirit God wants you to operate in. You pray in the Spirit, those gifts will manifest. So for me, ever since I've, I've known Jesus, in fact, I came to Jesus uh, September 12, 1976, in October, I've told you this, of that year. I've mentioned this a few times. I was at a Friday night, just fellowship of Bible school students. Uh, the church I got filled with the Spirit in had a Bible school, and I eventually went to that school. Uh, but uh, we had a Friday night meeting and we were just guys just singing, playing guitar. You've heard me talk about this. And, uh, and we were just singing one of the little 1970s worship songs. And, and so I'd, never had, I'd never had this happen in my life. But I'd been praying in the Spirit. And it'd just been about a month or so that I'd been Spirit-filled. And, uh, and I'm sta- we're standing up in a circle singing, worshiping the Lord. People got their hands up just like this, just worshiping the Lord. I mean, these are teenagers that used to be strung out on drugs and alcohol, and sex, and mess, and we all got saved, and delivered, set free, and we're just glad we're not in the darkness we were in, and, and we're just saying, God, thank you for, you know, thinking about me, and pulling me out of this mess I was in, because they couldn't pull myself out, you know, and right while we were singing, I mean, y'all, that, that thing started boiling up in me, and I'll never forget the first sentence, I don't remember the rest, but I heard him say inside me, I, just what Martha taught. I've called you to be a light in the midst of darkness. And I heard that, and it wouldn't leave me alone. And I heard inside me, you speak that out loud. The Holy Spirit said, speak it out loud. I said, well, I can't. They'll think I'm crazy. And I heard again, you speak it out loud. They're still singing. When the, when the music lulled down, I spoke that out. I mean, the power of God came on in the room. And then I don't even know everything. I don't remember. It's been, you know, 40-something years ago. But, my Lord, it changed my world. I, I, I was that, at that moment, I was, became intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit's um, power. And that, that power 
If you've ever been shocked by electricity, it's not like that. Uh, but that power overwhelms every part of you and melts you inside. Did you hear what I just said? Th- that power that power gets into you and you can't and it's like you can't get away from it. it it's 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 not it's not a location, it's a person. It's not a power, it's a presence. It's a person. And when he comes and fills you, it changes you. And you can't be what you were. So that was the beginning stage of all these nefarious things of me, of the pride, the arrogance, the self-centeredness, the flesh stuff. When that power touches your life, you can never be the same. And the younger generation today needs this power. Yes or not? Yes or no? And the older generation needs to get back to it that have known it. Yes or no? I'm all off my notes. He who speaks in a tongue, it says, edify. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go here to verse 3. He who prophesies speaks edification exhortation and comfort to men. So prophecy, when the Holy Spirit moves in these utterance gifts, it does three things. It says here, it edifies. The Greek word there means to build up. It exhorts. The Greek word means to call near. The Greek word's parakaleo. And it means to take somebody that's over here and bring them right close beside you and walk with them so closely that they're aware of your presence all the time. Parakaleo. It exhorts you. Then it comforts you. How many need, how many need building up? How many need to be exhorted? Know that he's with you all the time. How many need to be comforted? That's what the, that's what these utterance gifts do in their, in their simplest form. He who speaks in the tongue, he says, edifies himself, but he who prophesies, edifies the church. I wish you all spake with tongues, but even more that you prophesy. For he who prophesies is greater than he speaks, who speaks with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edification. Uh, these utterance gifts, uh, uh, prophecy, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, they are totally under your control. So I don't want you to ever have the idea. Some people don't operate in spiritual gifts because they're afraid they'll get out of control. You're always under control. God never, never he's not like the devil. Demon spirits push people. Now I've been involved in, in deliverance times where people who were um, various stages of oppression or demon uh, uh, possession uh, went beyond themselves and did things they didn't want to do, said things they didn't want to say, and felt pushed and moved to do so. God never does that. When the Holy Spirit manifests, He allows you to obey Him, but He never pushes you. He'll wait on your will to, to acquiesce and say, okay. 1 Corinthians 14.39 says this, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. Don't forbid to speak with tongues. That's not the one I wanted to read. Uh, the spirit of, I'm sorry, let me find it. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Let me find this in my notes here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 32, Amplified. For the spirit of the prophets, the speakers in tongues, are under the speaker's control and subject to being silenced as may be necessary. That's Amplified. Isn't that good? Let me read that again. The spirits of the prophets, the speakers in tongues, are under the speaker's control and subject to being silenced as may be necessary. Here's my experience with the Holy Spirit. He'll never, he'll never make you do anything. 
And so with these utterance gifts, when they come, uh, he comes, he comes uh, in a kind way. Uh, he rises up inside of you and gives you an opportunity to listen to and obey him and be used by him. Yes or no? How many hear me? Let me say a few things about the gift of prophecy. The simple gift of prophecy have, has no future element to it. That is, it doesn't talk about anything in the future. If anybody prophesies and they don't start talking about what is going to happen, they left the simple gift of prophecy and entered into another gift of the Spirit called uh, the Word of uh, Wisdom, which is when God shows you something about the future. So it is true. Sometimes when I prophesy, I get into that area of, of the word of wisdom. God uses me both in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Uh, it was a word of knowledge tonight. When I got up, I was standing at my seat worshiping and I, and I, I felt, I knew intuitively and I, I heard the Lord say it to me that there are people who are just not satisfied. There were at least three. I didn't say that, but at least three. I knew three. There may be a lot more, but I knew three that were really wrestling with themselves. See, that's the word of knowledge. But see, the word of wisdom is when God gives you something and it's futuristic. When that comes with the gift of prophecy, understand you left the simple the, the simple gift just edifies, exhorts, and builds you up. That's all it does. So again, the gift of prophecy is needed in the body of Christ. Let me talk a minute. Everybody okay? Y'all just looking and listening. Let me talk a little bit about prophecy and how it works. We need to get back to allowing prophecy and services. Yes or no? So let's talk about that a little bit. Now, when you go into a church, you've got to understand the purpose of the service and then what kind of church it is. It's obvious that if I go to a, uh, the Southern Baptist Church I was raised in, I'm probably not going to do what I did tonight because I don't have the freedom to, because they don't believe in it, don't understand it, never been taught it, and it would be out of order and bring confusion. Yes or no? So let me just be real. In most churches that you attend today, you're probably not going to do that. Probably not, unless the pastor specifically says, we give you permission, and the atmosphere is there. I want you to know at Victory Church, we got some permissions. How many hear what I'm saying? Particularly on Wednesday nights, you need to, you need to let it flow and let it go. And you need to learn in our small group settings. That's an excellent place. That's where the Holy Spirit started using me. And just in a small group setting with 10 to 15 people there. And you know, there's just a lot of liberty and a lot of freedom. And that's where you learn. And then even if you make a mistake, you know, those people love you. Yes or no? So learn to flow with the Holy Spirit. Just some directives here. Um, ask God to be used in, in spiritual gifts and ask Him. Uh, that he would uh, enable you to prophesy. Now, you, let me just say, these gifts usually start on your own. I've shared these things so many times, I don't want to be redundant, but I will be if I need to be, and here we are. Uh, prophecy first started with me in my prayer life. I was praying uh, behind a pipe organ in the old Baptist church that the charismatic church that I got filled with the Spirit in uh, had, had bought, and the person was actually playing the pipe organ so nobody could hear me praying and I would get back there before services and pray for 10 or 15 minutes and in the middle of my praying one time the Holy Spirit just like he came on me in that meeting he started coming on me in my prayer life and I would feel that same inspired utterance with words I would be praying in the spirit and I would hear words as I was praying and see that's a form of prophecy I mean, I want you to hear what I'm saying. You actually pray, and while you're praying, that spirit of prophecy comes on you. How many hear me? 
So practice that on your own at home. When you get up in the morning, you do your praying or throughout the day you're in your car, practice just pray in the Spirit and say, God, I'm open. If you want to use me in the gift of prophecy, I'm open. He didn't mind doing that with you by yourself. In fact, you know the truth is, true ministry starts alone. In fact, everything God does with you in public, He'll first of all do with you in private. And if you don't have the private time, the public ministry really doesn't count very much. Yes or no? Woo-wee. Yes, sir. So, uh, if you'll do that, and then uh, several years later, I would be praying in the Spirit. And I want to talk to you about how interpretation of tongues works just a little bit. I would be praying in the Spirit. And then, and then you know, usually when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and you have the ability to pray in the Spirit or pray in other tongues, you know, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 4, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, you have this usual whatever you call it, dialect or sound that you make or this, this, this language of the Spirit you have when you're praying the Spirit. And you know what it normally sounds like, right? When I first got filled with the Spirit, I had a couple of words, that's it. I was thinking, God, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I'd say those two same words over and over and over and over and over. And the devil said, see, you're just making all that up and you need to shut up. And I said, devil, just because you said that, I'm gonna pray in the Spirit all the way home. I was at work turning left on Irby Street in Florence, South Carolina, when the devil spoke and said, you need to stop praying in tongues. I said, "Uh uh-uh, all the way home. And it took me 15 minutes to get home. I prayed in the Spirit the whole way. I said, you got something else you want to say? He didn't say anything else. Pray in the Spirit. And if he tells you it's just you, just keep praying more. But I turned that two two words, turned into a, a fluent little language. But now, see, you're praying in the Spirit, and then it changes. And I've said this many times, but I was up here in, oh, with, here was this table, sitting on this chair. It's down here. It's October 6th, 2019. I start our prayer meeting, which at the time was Sunday night. And I start to pray, and we're worshiping the Lord and thanking God for the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, so, and I'm praying in the Spirit. Suddenly, it sounded like German coming out of my mouth. I'm thinking, what on earth is that? I never say that. What is that? What is that? And on the heels of that came, and I wrote it down in my journal, on the heels of that came an interpretation. There is coming an occurrence worldwide, particularly in your nation, that will change. Now, this is my words. I have the exact words. I don't have the exact words in my head right now, but the synopsis of it was there's something coming that will change your nation. That will, that will basically affect everybody in a big way. And on the heels of that huge change will come the fulfillment of Joel 2.28, which he said it will come to pass in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, you know what? He was talking, I didn't know it then. Six months later, COVID started. So I have a knowing that all of this control stuff that started with COVID and looks like it's going to overtake the world, the end result of all of this is going to be, regardless of what turn that takes, the Holy Spirit is going to begin to manifest Himself. Did you hear what I just said? Now, how did I get that praying in the Spirit? And subsequently, I've got it in my journal. I keep a journal. I encourage you to keep a journal of things you feel like the Lord says to you and write them down. And just see what happens. And that's what I do. Let's just see what happens. But I know that I know that I know. You're going to see a tremendous moving of the Holy Spirit. Probably during a very dark time in the world and in our nation that we're going into partially in 2023. How many hear me? 
But that's exciting to me. But anyway, that Germanic dialect came. And then on the heels of that, those, these words just flowed out of me like a river. Uh, when you have interpretation of tongues, it's one of two ways. Either you hear a phrase on the inside and it just keeps repeating itself. Many times with interpretation of tongues, I hear a scripture reference, just a portion of a scripture, and it's inside. You just hear it. You just keep hearing it, and it keeps repeating itself. And, and inside of me, I'm thinking, Lord, are you trying to talk to me while I'm praying in the Spirit? And, and then particularly if it's different kinds of tongues, and it's something I don't usually, a dialect that doesn't usually come out, I say, God, are you, you trying to say something? And then these words come. And these words form, sometimes it's just a phrase, sometimes it's the gist of something bigger, but it's words. And then if you speak them out, they grow. Uh, Romans 12, 6 says you prophesy according to the proportion of your faith. It takes faith to operate in the things of God. How many hear what I said? So it takes faith to step out because you'll question yourself thinking it's just you. And in the initial stages when you're not comfortable with or even used to this stuff, you'll think it's just you. And you know, sometimes it might be just you. But if it's just you and Jesus, it's okay. Because he'll show you that it was just you. How many hear what I'm saying? So if you've never been used in the thing, these things, my encouragement is start praying in the Spirit. And just start spending time with God. You won't go here unless you spend time with Jesus. How many hear what I just said? You got to take some time to spend with the Lord. And that's the problem in our culture today. We've got so many things that are time wasters. And God wants you to take some time with Him. And if we'll take the things that we waste time on, such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Reels, and other things, and you'll devote yourself and take a portion of that and do some praying, you'll see God manifest. Yes or no? Then he starts a little bit at a time, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's how God works in your life. How did you start walking? Well, you got up on your little trembling legs. All eight of my grandkids, I watched them again. They got up on their legs and they're shaking and oh my, and then they move their hand away from the couch and they're shaking and they fall down. And then they get back up and finally they start walking one step at a time, right? You operate in spiritual gifts the same way. How many hear me? You get it? So tongues interpretation works that way. Another way that interpretation of tongues comes is you have scenes come up in your mind. I mean, just there it is. And, and you say it's your imagination. But see, the Holy Spirit will use the faculty of imagination that he gave you. Okay, so I'm going to say a few words and your imagination will start. So here's your imagination. Cow, elephant, giraffe. Zebra, tank, SUV, skyscraper. Did you just see those things? That's your imagination, right? See, see, when you're praying, God will use that same apparatus you just used to see what I just said. Sometimes it comes alive in you. And I had an odd experience today at prayer. We had 11 to 12. We had just finished. And when we just finished, I started seeing these horses pawing the ground. Uh, one was white, one was red, one was blue, one's green. I saw them. Well, I know what Revelation 6 is all about. Those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I saw him doing this to the, you know how a horse, if he's ready, you know, he'll, <laughs> and he'll paw the ground. You ever been around a horse? Well, he starts pawing. He's, that means he's ready to do something. I could tell that heaven's getting ready. And these beings are getting ready for things to change on earth. I knew that. And we've been praying about our nation and such. 
But see, that was something that came in my mind. Often when I pray, sometimes when I'm praying, I'll see a person's face. See, 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 that could be, that could be the interpretation of tongues is in that you're praying for that particular person. Sometimes I've heard words when I've seen a person. Other times I see, I see a, 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 a scene playing out. It's just, you know, uh, March of uh, 2015, I was back right by the sound booth kneeling in a chair and praying in the Spirit. It was a Saturday morning uh, in March of 2015, and I've said this before, but it's, I can still see it. And it's one of the first times this started happening to me. Uh, I saw my daughter, Sarah. She was, have I ever told you this, Sarah? Yeah, she was standing beside me, and uh, we were out in an open place somewhere, uh, but I, I, saw, I saw a front cloud, and it, was di- it came this way, diagonal, uh, uh, near us, and it was really close to the ground, and the, and the uh, clouds were deep, deep, deep blue. I mean, really deep blue. And if you've ever seen a front, you know, when they come, they come with wind, and then behind the front, the atmosphere changes, and it's usually much colder and, you know, it's windy or, or stormy or whatever. Well, that front was coming, and it was right there at us. And I could see the look of concern on Sarah's face, my daughter Sarah. And in the in, and while I'm praying in the spirit, kneeling down, but I saw it, and just like that, I I saw myself say, "Sarah's going to be okay." Just like that, and it stopped. So so here that was uh, seven years ago. So so it looks like that's beginning to play out now. The the atmosphere's changing on the earth, and the tumultuousness of of what's going to be occurring in the future is coming. But see, God spoke to me seven years ago. It's going to be okay. He let me know my family. Sarah, she got her to learn how to interpret. Sarah had to do with my family. God's going to take care of my family. And you know what else? God's going to take care of you. Isn't that awesome? So prophecy, different kinds of tongues, interpretation. I want to conclude with this. I've already gone long. Y'all okay? You getting anything out of this? All right. Uh, one other thing here, there's a lot of prophecy today. I want to encourage you, number one, when you come to church, tune into the Holy Spirit, tune everything out, worship, close your eyes, don't think about others and what they're wearing and what the people on the stage are wearing and, and all the stuff you see in the trees behind. Close your eyes and see yourself before the throne of God. And you know, if He wants to say something through, if He'll fo- through you, if you focus on Him, He'll manifest himself. Sometimes he'll speak to you and it's just for you. How many hear me? If you'll let him. And other times it's much more forceful and he'll, you'll, he'll say something and you'll feel that balloon, so to speak, blowing up inside of you and it's words. And you can hear him say, now I want you to say that out loud. And that'll be a test for you. I want you to pass the test. So start in your private prayer life. Start in small groups and then... When we're at church, there'll be times the Holy Spirit may move in the future. Are you willing to let Him use you? Yes or no? Well, you need to tell Him that. Um, As I conclude, there is a huge move in the prophetic today. How many hear what I just said? And I see it, and I see a lot of error. And there are people that put prophecy above the Bible itself. And I see a lot of people prophesying. I see it. I've clicked and looked at some of it. um, And uh, it is is, um, error. A lot of the public prophecy today is sensational. 
and designed to build a crowd. And it's bereft of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear what I just said? And you need to have discernment. So as I conclude real quickly, I've already gone over time. Don't fuss at me, Mary. Because we're going to go eat some cookies. Y'all ready to eat cookies? You want to hear this first? Real quick, five things. When prophecy comes and when you're hearing somebody and they say, I got a word from the Lord, it sh- these five things should be fulfilled. Number one, does what they say agree with the word? Does it build up the word of God? Is it parallel with scripture? Is it right in line with the word? When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. John 16, 13, Jesus said, he'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he'll tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He'll take of what is mine and show it to you. I've got a lot of scripture. They're in the notes, by the way. Number two, does what is said glorify and exalt Jesus? I just said that. John 16, 14, he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Um, 1 John 4, 1, believe, beloved, don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits whether they are of God. Many false prophets have gone out into the world and they're still here. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Then Revelation 19, 10, I fell at his feet to worship him, the angel, but he said to me, see that you do it not. I'm your fellow servant of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, the last sentence, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When the spirit of prophecy is of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't draw attention to man, to a nation, to a person. It draws attention to Jesus. A lot of prophesying today is political. God is not a politician. Did you hear what I said? He's interested in people getting saved and set free from sin and walking on the highway of holiness. Yes or no? Number three, does it edify, exhort, and comfort? Does it build you up or does it just chew you out and leave you feeling like, oh my Lord, what's wrong with me? No, true prophecy will build you up. Uh, Number four, and I've got all scriptures that are in the notes. Number four, does it produce liberty or bondage? 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Everybody say liberty. So ask yourself in the atmosphere, does does it produce like, whoa, that's really good. Wow, God, thank you for ministering to me. Or is it tight? Is it like, oh my gosh, what is that? Get away. You can see, you can feel it, right? Um, Number five, does it bear witness with your own spirit? So again, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. Romans 8, 16, 1 John 2, 20, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I really like that. And then lastly, verse 27, 1 John 2, but the anointing you've received from him abides in you and you don't need anyone to teach you. But as that same anointing teaches you, concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. <coughs> Excuse me. And just as he taught you, you will abide in him. You, you can tell from the Holy Spirit if something's from the Holy Spirit or something. Sometimes people prophesy out of their own spirit. Did you hear what I just said? Or I've, I've been in meetings where people prophesied and to start with it was good, but when the Holy Spirit stopped, they didn't. <laughs> it's like, would you shut up? <laughs> I mean, that's how you feel. It's like, that ain't, you need to quit. And then, you know, if you've been in those meetings, kind of look up and other people are going, because they're figuring out somebody didn't quit when they should have. They got to preach on them. How many hear what I'm saying? So I've got all this in my notes. I have a lot more to say, but that's enough for tonight. Did you get something out of that?
So lift your hands up with me. Lord, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit. He's in the room. He's in us. Lord, let there be a stirring of spiritual discernment and a a stirring of spiritual desire in the life of every person in this room. Lord, I ask you, as we started out, say, let there come a, a, a dissatisfaction that has to be satisfied over and over again. I pray that it would be the experience of I must say every person in this room, as we seek your face, as we pray, as we have personal alone times with you, may we have manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our own personal life. Lord, teach us, guide us, move us, and minister life through us to other people in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it not just be through through people that are in ministry that you manifest. Manifest yourself through the average, ordinary child of God just going through their day, going to school, going to work, raising their children, tending to the house, doing the things they do. Let the Spirit of God meet us in Jesus' name.